You see, this is the appropriate amount of time that you have to wait in order to evaluate a draft. He said hypocritically as he's going to release draft grades as soon as the 2021 NFL draft is over. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. At least we got Jair Alexander in this draft, Grassi, and today we're going to be throwing it back. And no, it's not Thursday, on a Monday, and we're going to be grading the Packers 2018 NFL Draft, the first of Brian Goody McGoody McGoody Gunst's tenure. Did he strike out or did he strike gold? Only time will tell. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First off on the Patreon side of things, we got Florida Gunner, or it's just FL Gunner. I'm sorry, I shouldn't assume that you were from Florida. Join in the royalty tier. A big shout out and thank you to you. And over on the YouTube side of things, we have Israg31. One, a big shout out and thank you to you. So last year after the draft, I graded the 2017 Packers draft. And so this year, right before the draft is about to occur, I figured we'd take a look at 2018. And I created a video last year that basically was simple, that the Packers needed to draft better. And while for the 2018 draft, you've had a home run pick in Jair Alexander, the rest of the folks... The jury is still out on them. And considering all the scrutiny that the Packers got last year for drafting for the future, it's going to be imperative that the Packers pick well uh, this year. But again, we're not going to know if they pick well for another three years. So again, all those draft grades that come out afterwards, it's just those initial reactions. None of these guys have taken an NFL snap. Will I do them? You're absolutely right I will, because they're fun to talk about. But in the end, they mean absolutely nothing. But it's entertainment, so... Are you not entertained? So in the 2018 draft, the Green Bay Packers held 10 Dietschy picks. And similarly enough, they have 10 picks this year. Are they going to go and pick a cornerback first? Maybe. Starting off with the first pick, their number 18 overall pick, the Green Bay Packers traded up in what would be the first of three consecutive trade-ups in 2018, 2019, and 2020 to get their corner, Jair Alexander, who, oh boy, has been a stud. And not only just a stud muffin, have you seen those eyes? But honestly, on the field, one of the best corners in the NFL. In those three years, he's played 44 games, has had four interceptions, 41 passes defended, two forced fumbles, a sack and a half, 151 solo tackles, and hell, he's even had a safety. I was on Kirk Cousins. That was a great day. Jair Alexander has been like the shining beacon of cornerbacks in that cornerback room, considering that there are others who are either inconsistent or have yet to develop. Jair Alexander, yeah, he's he's an incredible football player, and he's about to get paid a crap ton of money. The Packers will definitely be exercising his fifth-year option, and boy, oh boy, are they going to be paying out the nose for Jair Alexander in a couple of years. Then, with the number 45 overall pick, the Green Bay Packers selected a guy that fans were telling me we should pick him in the first round because they were obsessed with him. And that was cornerback, that's right, back-to-back -back corners, Josh 
Jackson. And listen, when this pick originally happened and all the lead up to the 2018 draft, I remember it very, very vividly. I looked at Josh Jackson's tape and I was like, huh, he's he's really interesting because that last season he played was really good. However, he only played like eight games. There was such a small sample size in what he was able to do. And my concern was with drafting a guy in the first round, you didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, let, let's 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 bring him in and just hope that that flash in the pan is something that's going to translate to a long, successful career. And unfortunately for Josh Jackson, yeah, it it hasn't been good. In the past three years, he's only started in 15 games. He's played in 42, but as a starter, very minimal. And in those games, he's had 12 passes defended, one forced fumble, 71 solo tackles, and he just honestly hasn't seen the field. And it really hasn't been because of injuries. We have had depth problems at corner. Hell, even the NFC Championship game. And Josh Jackson, nope, not going to be participating in that. Now, the thing is, when Josh Jackson is on the field, he's not horrible. However, the coaching staff just hasn't seen enough improvement in him, and so he hasn't been getting eligible snaps. The fact that we've been struggling at corner and we got rid of a guy like Kevin King and brought him back, I think highlights the fact that Josh Jackson just hasn't performed well. Pair that with the fact that we're most likely going to be drafting a corner in this year's draft. This might be one of the last times you see Josh Jackson in a Packers uniform, which honestly is very upsetting. We obviously spent a second round pick on him, and this pick just as of right now, hasn't worked out. Then in the third round with our number 88 overall pick, by the way, I uh, totally called that we were going to draft him. We got inside linebacker Oren Burks. I really shouldn't be bragging about that because he hasn't done well. The guy hasn't started a game in two years. He has played in 42 games total. In that time, he's had two forced fumbles, 39 solo tackles. And I think this just speaks for itself. Oren Burks has dealt with injury issues, but this is a glaring position of need. It has been for some time. The Packers went and addressed it with a day two pick in the third round, and he just hasn't made an impact. He's another guy who just hasn't seen the field. And while I actually really liked his college tape, it just hasn't translated into the NFL. This is another position I wouldn't doubt the Packers go after in this year's draft. And it's honestly just a shame because, like I said, I really like Doran Burks. With our fourth pick and the 133rd pick overall, we got wide receiver Jamon Moore. Yeah, this one didn't work out. In a draft where we double-dipped at corner and triple-dipped in wide receiver, Goody decided to go after a wide receiver in the fourth round. And what did that yield him? Well, he was only on the team in 2018, had two receptions for 15 yards, uh, and started zero games. Played in 12, but didn't start a single one of them. Cut in 2019, then picked up by the Browns, and then cut by the Texans. So, yeah, no longer in the league. Now, we'll get into this in a bit, but the Packers are still feeling the effects of this draft. They went out and tried to get three wide receivers, and while you would think, like, okay, maybe one or two don't work out, this was a fourth-round pick who just fizzled out and could not compete. I know there were a lot of people that were pulling for him, but it just did not work out. The fact is that the Packers have needed a wide receiver, and it's not because of, like, oh, we need a wide receiver so the offense can be good. No, we need it just because we need that young talent, because right now at that position— it is glaring after this year in which no one is going to be signed to the active roster. And so the fact that a guy like Jamon Moore and some of the other guys either have not lived up to potential or didn't work out at all 
is an issue. Then with the 138th pick overall, we picked up guard Cole Madison. Now on a very sad note, in 2018, he had a personal issue due to a death of a friend, so he did not play a single snap in the 2018. I know the Packers faithful were really, really pulling for him. Came back in 2019, but in November tore his ACL and he was waived in July of 2020. So honestly, this is just a, a sad story and not a reflection on the player in any way, shape, or form. Um, but uh, he is no longer on the team, is currently a free agent, and unfortunately, that's the tale. Then with the 172nd overall pick, the Packers decided to go for a punter, and that was J.K. Scott. They drafted him when he was 12. He is now currently 15. Now, the good news is J.K. Scott really didn't have to do a whole lot last year, and he only punted 46 times. However, the issue has been consistency, in which J.K. Scott sometimes like has an amazing leg, and it just flies, and it's just wonderful. And sometimes it barely goes 20 yards, which is a bit of a problem. Now, the question is, could the Packers actually draft a new punter in this draft? I think it's unlikely. I think they'll roll with J.K. Scott for at least another year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do bring some competition in camp for him. Then with the 174th overall pick, the Packers decide to go for yet another wide receiver, and that was Marquez Valdez Scantling, otherwise known as MVS. MVS... There is a polarizing figure, to say the very least, because MVS can just torch a secondary, catch an amazing deep ball, tied with Tyreek Hill for the amount of deep touchdowns last year, and he could also drop a lot of balls and also fumble the Colts game away, and it's infuriating. When MVS is on, he's great. When he's not, you just scream and cry into the void. Over the past three years, he started in 48 games, has started 32, has had 97 receptions for over 1,700 yards and 10 touchdowns, six of which were in 2020. And I will say, besides the drops every now and then, and of course the Colts game, MBS did improve this year. In the NFC Championship game alone, he was phenomenal. And I really hope the fact that they ended the year off on a high note bodes well for him because one, we drastically and desperately need a weapon, especially with that kind of speed. There is no other guy on the roster that has his kind of speed as a wide receiver, as that deep threat. Now the Packers could go and address this, and I assume that they will in the draft. It just depends on where are they going to draft a wide receiver. But for MVS, I don't see him getting a boatload of money unless he has an amazing breakout year. But then again, we might be forced to re-sign him for a higher price just because we don't have any other wide receivers on the team. But considering it's a contract year, this is MVS's chance to either make it or break it. Then with the 207th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers selected Equinemius St. Brown, otherwise known as ESB or EQ, depending on who you talk to. Uh, missed all of 2019 and has played a total of 24 games, has started eight, has had 28 receptions for 445 yards and one touchdown. It's really difficult to try and grade EQ considering that he just hasn't seen the field a whole lot. And again, this is at a position where there's not a ton of competition which doesn't bode well for EQ. Depending on what the Packers do with the draft concerning wide receiver, this might be one of the last times you see EQ in a Packers uniform, depending on how much competition they wind up bringing in. But it's another contract year for him, and yeah, he, he really needs to prove it. Then with the 232nd overall pick, the Green Bay Packers went after defensive end James Looney, who played a whole three games in 2018 and was ultimately cut in 2020. Obviously, with these end-of-the-draft picks, you know, they're a total crapshoot, but for James Looney and trying to get a defensive end, this one... It, it just didn't work out. Then with the 239th overall pick in a rare move because long snappers almost never get drafted, you got Hunter Bradley, who has been our long snapper since 2018. Hasn't had competition in camp, but 
has done pretty good. I know a couple years ago he had like one really bad snap, but other than that, really nothing to write home about, and he's been pretty decent, so nice job, Hunter Bradley. You snap balls. And finally, with the 248th overall pick, the Packers decided to go outside linebacker with Kendall Donerson, uh, in which he was cut in 2018, then re-signed to the practice squad, and cut again ultimately in August 2019, never to return again. So, yeah, we did not get the outside linebacker help that we wanted, but then again, we went and got in the Smith brothers, so... It all worked out. So to summarize this, out of the 10 picks that we had, six are still on the team. Out of those six, you have Jair Alexander, MVS, J.K. Scott, Hunter Bradley, if you want to argue, that have been actual contributors to the team. And those last two, you know, you could go either way with that. MVS, obviously very polarizing, but the best pick and the most important pick was Jair Alexander getting in all-star of a corner. However, the rest of the draft, I think, left a lot to be desired. You had second, third, and fourth round picks that just did not pan out. The jury is still out on MVS, and hopefully this year he proves that he could be a very reliable wide receiver. But like guys like Josh Jackson and Oren Burks, it most definitely stings. So just because of how quality Jair Alexander is, it of course raises this draft to be a passing grade. However, I don't feel comfortable giving it higher than a B. And that's only because Jair Alexander is that good. MVS has contributed to the team and a guy like Hunter Bradley and J.K. Scott, they've done okay for the team. I can understand why someone might decide to grade this lower, but honestly, this is just a testament to how damn good Jair Alexander is. The point is that the Packers, while it would be great if they have another home run in the first round, they need to hit on more than just the first round pick. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How would you grade Goody's first draft? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or TomGrassyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always... Go Paco.